0: Did you really find it useful, or was it kind of just like a lot of information that you didn't know how to apply to real life? You're listening to the Wealthy Woman Podcast, and I am your host and wealthy mentor, Dr. Michelle. My mission is to empower conscientious women entrepreneurs to create a life full of abundance, purpose, health, wealth, and joy. In this podcast, you'll learn how to elevate your health, lifestyle, and surroundings so you can tap into your power, show up more confidently, and focus on what really matters, sharing your gifts better serving your clients, and showing up even more for the people you love. This is today's businesswoman, the wealthy woman. Hey there and welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Woman Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Organo. So adding reishi-infused coffee and tea has been one of the best things I've done in the past year to upgrade my health. Reishi is one of the most scientifically researched herbs on the planet. I studied it for years in school and it's one of the most powerful adaptogens. It has benefits like uh, immune boosting, stress relief, liver protection, and regeneration improved circulation, energy boosting, protection against radiation, free radicals, and other environmental stressors. It has anti-inflammatory effects and it's loaded with antioxidants. You know, a lot of women hear mushrooms and think that this product's going to taste bad, but it's seriously delicious. I literally drink it every single day. So if you want to try some for yourself, grab some samples at wealthywoman.co forward slash organo. That's O-R-G-A-N-O. Hey there, and welcome back. It is Wealthy Wednesday, which means I've got another episode for you. Last week we talked about the basics around nutrition and supplements and lifestyle hacks to help with brain fog, but today we're going to be taking a much deeper dive into functional genomics, targeted nutrient therapy, and specific biohacking strategies that are really helpful for brain fog and your body. Be sure to click the like button below if you're excited about this topic. First off, let's talk about working with a practitioner because when you're working with someone who sees you, understands you, hears you, knows your story, your background, your health history, you get a much more personalized approach. Not some random online protocol, not some generalized book plan, and not some remnant of your supplement list from last year. And one of the most interesting ways to really personalize your journey is to learn about your genomics from a functional perspective. So what do I mean by that? Well, first off, have you ever had a DNA test done? Something like 23andMe? If so, I'm curious, did you really find it useful or was it kind of just like a lot of information that you didn't know how to apply to real life? Now, I'm not gonna get into the controversy about how, you know, genetics companies might be selling your data to big pharma or other companies we're not going to be talking about that here but i will be sharing why i prefer functional genomic testing over single nucleotide polymorphism testing or SNP testing as you might know now 23andme and other companies that are just looking at SNPs or single nucleotide polymorphisms are kind of like spell check whereas when you're looking at functional genomics through a lab like U-trans, which I will link in the notes, they are more like a world-class editor. So when you're looking at SNPs, you're only looking at part of the picture. You're only seeing what is present and only present in one context. So it's really difficult to actually make an assessment about any risks or even disease. These tests end up overlooking that an entire paragraph might be missing or extra sentences might be repeated or extra sentences might be repeated. So functional genomics looks at insertions and deletions. and copies of genes along with those SNPs but instead of just looking at single genes they're actually looking at genetic pathways and clusters of genes which give us a much clearer picture. This test is super helpful when you're trying to look at the bigger picture about your detoxification your methylation your hormonal cascades your executive function and also how to modify nutrition and lifestyle strategies that really work to enhance your genetic expression so in relation to brain fog the gene groups that i would pay special attention to have to do with your serotonin and dopamine these specific genes can actually tell me how well your body makes the neurotransmitters how fast your body breaks them down how many receptors are available to receive those neurotransmitters and also how well those neurotransmitters can actually bind to those receptors so can you kind of picture how all of those different steps would play a part in, in kind of your whole genetic expression as far as, you know, serotonin and dopamine goes? So that's why, that's one of the reasons why, you know, just looking at SNPs isn't necessarily the best approach. So depending on what your functional genomics picture is, there are actually specific nutrients that can help complement any insufficiencies you might have. So for example, if you tend to reabsorb serotonin too slow or break it down too slow or it hangs out in the synapse too long, that can actually predispose you to anxiety. And yes, serotonin is known as the happy hormone, but too much of it lingering around for too long can actually contribute to anxiety. So if that was the case for you, and we actually wanted to boost your body's ability to break down serotonin or increase its absorption, then we could use nutrients, things like 5-HTP or B6 or methylcobalamin or activated B12. So. Really cool stuff. On the other hand, if you had too few dopamine receptors, so maybe your pleasure response was actually decreased, then we could utilize certain nutrients to complement that dopamine response. So things like L-tyrosine or EGCG from green tea or Sammy or luteolin. Also, depending on your personal nutrient needs, your nutrition, your lifestyle, your variability of stressors, there are other nutrients, herbs, and adaptogens to consider. Things like lipoic acid and NAC and L-carnitine and coenzyme Q10 and L-theanine and rhodiola and bacopa. These are all really awesome nutrients and herbs and adaptogens, but you don't want to just throw those things at your body without knowing what your body needs. You have to remember that if you just jump straight into these specialized nutrients without addressing all those really super important foundational stuff we've been covering in the past three episodes, then you're really not doing yourself a favor. You're just using these nutrients as band-aids instead of the enhancements that they really can be. Now, while we're on the topic of specialized nutrients and such, I want to touch on the topic of smart drugs, just because I said I would (laughs) in the first video. And to be perfectly honest, like I'm not recommending these necessarily. In some parts of the world, these things might be illegal, but... If you do any of your own sort of brain biohacking research online, you're gonna stumble upon these. So I just wanna kind of put them out there so you know what's going on. So first there's Modafinil, and that is a drug that was originally used for narcolepsy and helping people to stay awake during the Gulf War. Its mechanism of action is really similar to amphetamines, so things like Adderall, but supposedly it's not addictive i don't know the side effects are really unknown as far as that drug goes so it's something that I'm not really interested in experimenting with. Some people are also taking things like LSD and psilocybin mushrooms, but instead of taking them at full-blown doses, they're doing what's called microdosing, which is around a tenth of a typical dose, and they're reporting certain benefits like improved mood and motivation and determination and increased level of alertness. But I've also read that some of the people who do the LSD are Focusing a lot better, but sometimes focusing on the wrong thing. It's also been reported that psilocybin mushrooms can help uh, improve learning, can enhance nerve growth, and also improve mood and optimism. I think this stuff is super, super interesting. And I think that over the next few years, we're actually going to be hearing a lot more about these things. All right, so let's dive into some advanced biohacking lifestyle strategies to help with brain fog. So, the main ones that I have either read a bunch about or experienced myself are neurofeedback, red light therapy. brainwave entrainment, and also just simple brain training exercises. So I'll go over those briefly. So neurofeedback is a really cool way to take advantage of health tech because you can see real-time feedback of your brainwave activity so you can actually learn to self-regulate your brain function a lot of people report better memory and focus uh, less impulsivity and anxiety improved mood better sleep and a ton of other things and these benefits are reported to last way after the sessions that they have the goal is to really retrain your brain to make it more efficient because you're creating new neural pathways so it's just it's a really cool modality that's really non-invasive next let's talk about red light therapy so when applied directly to the head light therapy consisting of red and near-infrared wavelengths of light have actually been shown to stimulate and preserve and regenerate brain cells. When you use a high quality light device, I'm not talking about like going to the hardware store and just getting like a red light bulb, right? We want to make sure it's the right wavelength, but that wavelength can actually penetrate the skull and get to the mitochondria and stimulate those mitochondria. And when those mitochondria get stimulated, we get better focus, better memory, better reaction time, better executive function, better learning. So good stuff. All right, I'm assuming you know what I mean when I say simple brain training games. If not, think Sudoku, Sudoku, whatever, Sudoku. You know what I mean. Anyways, you could basically just Google brain training exercises and you'll find a ton. But I do want to dive into brainwave entrainment because this is something I do pretty much daily and it's really 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 cool now it's called brainwave entrainment because what we're actually trying to do is change usually decrease our brainwave frequency so when we're in like fight flight or freeze and we're stressed out and we're go 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 do 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 we're in beta and beta is just like the super squiggly line and what we want to do when we're doing focused productive creative work is we want to actually be in like alpha range. And so that's a little bit slower. If we want to be more meditative, more dreamlike, we want to be closer to theta or delta even. So I get that that might sound a little bit scary, (laughs) like, whoa, you're manipulating your brain. Uh, But it's actually a really cool thing because basically when you're repeatedly exposed to a stimulus, an external stimulus, your brain passively And trains to that stimulus. And so it can actually help you to calm down, to focus, to be more creative, to get in a deeper state of meditation, especially if you're feeling super distracted or distractible or you just don't have that focus that you're wanting. So my favorite way to do this is through sound. And so I just put on headphones while I'm working or while I'm meditating. Um, Having the headphones is important because that's how your brain gets entrained. Um, You can't just have it be ambient sound. So my two favorite resources are binaural beats and brain fm so i'll go ahead and link to those in the notes so for the last time as we wrap up your brain is not broken (laughs) at least not permanently we just have to give it the right instructions and the right information so it can do its thing and function at its best So here is your homework for this week. So number one, go back and listen to episode 95, 96, and 97 if you haven't already. Duh. Two, ask yourself if you've been using supplements as band-aids instead of enhancing the foundations. And number three, if these lifestyle hacks were new to you, start out with something fun and simple, either the brain training exercises or my personal favorite, the brainwave entrainment. Um, It's super simple. You can just try it out, see how you feel, and you'll probably notice results within five to ten minutes of starting it. So let me know how it goes. All right, so tune in next week for Wealthy Wednesday, where we're gonna start opening up the conversation around metabolism and what to do if you are stuck. With a slow one so if you liked this video please click the like button below share it with someone you care about subscribe to my channel and be sure to click that little bell so you don't miss next week's episode also if you're feeling drawn to work together i encourage you to check out my wealth activation program you can get there by going to wealthywoman.co forward slash activation i also just opened up a new offering too where you can get a standalone initial consult so if you want to know more about that definitely hit me up send me a message and let me know otherwise i will see you next week All right, ladies, thank you for listening to another transformational episode. If you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? (laughs) You know my mission is to help inspire and empower women to share their gifts, better serve their clients, and show up even more for the people they love. So if you enjoyed this episode, leave an awesome review so more women can find us and join us in creating a life of wealth.